the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's time for Blue Darter Sports Central with your host, Roger Franklin Williams. Stay tuned for the latest updates on Blue Darter Sports, along with interviews with student-athletes, coaches, and more. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams. It's a great day throughout Central Florida. It's a great day in Apopka. It's a great day to be in Apopka Blue Darter. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue, Apopka, and getting our weekend started off just right. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. There have been a lot of great things happening in sports in Apopka, and we're going to talk about them, some of them on our program today. Before we do, I want to, of course, remind you that our program is sponsored by Dr. Patrick St. Germain, St. Germain Chiropractic, and BurnFatOrlando.com. Dr. Patrick St. Germain, proud to be voted best chiropractor once again for now 10 years in a row. A little bit later, we'll speak with Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach at Apopka. Of course, the Blue Darters had a game last night. It was a tough loss. It went into extra innings, a beautifully pitched game by two different pitchers, led to a 2-2 two to two to two tie at the end of seven innings. Edgewater was able to get three in the top of the eight and eighth, and that that was the margin. Edgewater came away with a eight five to two victory. We'll be talking about that on our show today, and um, also with Coach McDaniel when um, he joins us. But yeah, there are a lot of other great things happening sports-wise in Apopka as well, and we'll talk about them too. But Joe, it's great to see you. It's good seeing you too, Roger. I'm glad you're uh, well and you're here. You know, not not only that last night's loss, we're also going to talk about tonight's game against Timber Creek as well and just a quick reminder to everybody spring forward with your clocks this weekend because that has not only effect on your personal life but also on the game starts from once we change times first pitches at 7:30, and uh, the next home game will be carrying will be the lake brantley game on tuesday march 12th of course that'll be a game with huge implications a long time rivalry two of the most outstanding programs Baseball programs not only in the state of Florida, but in the country as well. That's right. Of course, Brantley comes over with their, uh, they'll have their four state championships on their resume, and we've got a long history of that rivalry, and it's uh, really looking forward to that game. And even now, we're even in the same district. Um, but right now, let's, uh, we do want to acknowledge that um, I want to give a shout out to Coach Mark Washington, he, he, who we knew last year uh, during his uh, time as the head coach at. Wolf Lake Middle School got Wolf Lake into the Orange County Championship game. Well, now he, this year, he's gone over to Apopka Memorial Middle School. And uh, guess what? Apopka Memorial Middle School will be playing for the county championship uh, soon. And so we uh, wanted to give a shout out to Coach Washington. That game will be Wednesday, March 13th at 5.30 p.m. at West Orange High School. And look forward to having Coach and some of his players join us a little bit later on our program. You know, not today, but, but in, in a few weeks. Right. But it shows you Coach Washington has a championship record. Wherever he goes, championships seem to follow him. Exactly. And, of course, he's also the uh, one, of, uh, one of the assistant coaches for Coach Scott Williams' Apopka Blue Darter varsity program. Also, we want to acknowledge and give a shout-out to Wekaiva High School girls' basketball team. They captured their second state championship which hey, is very, over the past six seasons, which is very impressive. It shows you not only their tenacity and, and their playing ability, but that of Coach Butts. Congratulations, a hearty congratulations to Wekaiva. Yes, Coach Tommy Butts. And, um, well, Joe, why don't we, uh, in anticipation of – Coach McDaniel, who we expect to join us approximately 11.20 today, I would uh, talk about the game last night. You know, two things really stand out. Uh, one is over the first seven innings, there were two fine pitching performances, one by our uh, Jared Tyner, 
uh, the other by the Edgewater pitcher, Jacob Trent. Jacob Trent. And, uh, you know, in addition, it was, you know, it, 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 as I said, when the game started, it seemed like an ideal night for baseball. But as, a, as the <laughs> night wore on, it got quite a bit, quite chilly out there. You know, and, and I was projecting my, the way I was feeling, because it was cold, onto the players thinking, well, they're probably cold, and that's why we had the errors that we had. A couple of errors, but over, overall, a well-played game. And, um, you know, plus they're out there on the field. Their adrenaline's going. They're running in off the right. – you know, they're in the dugout, too. They weren't sitting out there in, in the elements like we were on, on the deck. But uh, yeah, certainly not, not the ideal uh, night uh, temperature-wise. But, um, but anyway, you know, in, in the top of the eighth – you know, Tyner uh, had exceeded, you know, it was up against his pitch count. And we brought Weaver in. They were able to get, to, uh, Edgewater was able to, to get three runs. They got, a, you know, two or three base hits right. along the way. And get, you know, those three runs really, um, you know, that, that, that was a margin. We weren't able to do anything in our, our bottom half. In fact, we went down one, two, three, even though we had the heart of the order up. And, you know, Edgewater came away with a, with a well-played uh, five to two victory. They sure did. And you're right, Roger. They were very well-matched. Defensively as well as uh, as well as offensively. And one other interesting side note: we talked about this a little bit during the game. It's hard to talk a lot about it during the game because the, the games move so quickly, especially that one last night. Yeah. Yeah. When you have two good pitchers on the mound who are throwing well and uh, and you know have their uh, location and have good control, the games go by very quickly, and that's that's what happened last night. But. Um, you know, Edgewater is coached by Casey Gerke, and of course that name is a familiar one to people in Apopka. His father, Chip Gerke, was our head football coach for 23 years, and uh, really, uh, really took us up to another level that we'd never been before um, during his time here. And of course, he took over a team that had only that had had had, had gone 0 and 9 two, just two years before, and 3 and 7 the year before he took the job. So, um, when Gerke left, we were on a run of 31 consecutive regular season wins, which was at the time was a state record in the state of Florida. That gives you a little bit of the idea how the impact that Chip Gerke had on Apopka football, which most of the people that are listening to our station know. Literally um, rags to riches. But, but ha but it's also been 20 years as well, 20 plus years. Um, but, but of course, you know, Chip Gerke was also the head baseball coach at Apopka. A lot of people do not know that. He was the head baseball coach actually the, the year before he took over as, as the head football coach. And, um, of course, Sonny Wise was his assistant coach, and he uh, you know, rose to the head coaching position after Gerke uh, switched from baseball to football. But that's just a little Apopka history. I couldn't. I thought about that last night, uh, seeing Edgewater, and now Chip Gerke's son is, is, a, is a, the head coach at Edgewater, and which is actually where Chip Gerke played high school uh, sports and you know, went to high school and then of course in more recent years Gerke's actually been the head coach at Edgewater uh, a few years ago as well so one thing I learned about the whole Popka area and the whole sports world no matter how things change they stay the same because you know you've got the Gerke's you've got you it's amazing a lot of history and along those same lines yeah. as I was coming into the game last night I ran into Joe Carroll who I had gone to school with. Joe was a little bit older than me. His his son, uh, I mean his his brother, um, was um, was uh, one of my classmates. And um, but I've, I've reconnected with Joe on Facebook here over the past few years. Uh, Randy Randy Carroll. Joe was Joe was my classmate. But uh, and Randy, as it turns out, was uh, is is uh, Jacob Tyner's grandfather. Wow. So it's uh, it's, it's that, that, that speaks world. exactly what you're saying. Uh, even players on this current team in 2019, uh, some of them have a long uh, heritage in, in Apopka. And how many other communities can boast the same? No, that's right. That's a great point, and that's one of the great things that we, uh, one of the great blessings we have, and it's one of the reasons so many people are, are excited about Apopka Blue Darter sports. Also, want to let you know and give you a little bit. Uh, of information from the uh, Popka Chief this week, Pop Warner Football sets its registration date, which and that's of course a big deal in Apopka. The Pop Warner Football program has been an instrumental part of the, our varsity success. Blue darter uh, seeds going on decades. It's been an amazing um, feeder program for Apopka Blue Darter Football. And and speaking of those connections, Joe, one of the people instrumental, I would say the person most instrumental in getting a, a pop, pop Warner football established in Apopka was Bobby Manley, 
who was an all-conference uh, fullback back on Coach Tommy Boland's uh, teams in the late 50s and early 60s. And, of course, his son is, was Robbie Manley, the former police chief, and he played for the Blue Darters. But anyway, just um, that gives you a little brief history of Apopka Blue Darter, of Apopka Pop Warner football. In fact, Apopka Warner football has actually won a, a Nash uh, a, a world championship. In fact, they were they were uh, champions, national champions, the same year that a popular little, the little, little league, league baseball in 2001. Williamstown. And yeah. more recently, uh, they um, Pop Warner played in the uh, state cha- in the in the in the national championship game out of Disney. We didn't win that one, but it's a uh, of course you it's, made a, it's the an show. honor, yeah, to, to make it to the to the to the championship game. So that gives us a little bit about the history and the impact of Pop Warner football in Apopka. So. We want to let you know that registration for a Popka Pop Warner football will be held Sunday, March 10th from noon to 2 p.m. for returning players and 2 p.m. to 4 p.m. for new players. Registration takes place at the football fields at Jason Dwelly Parkway at the Northwest Recreation Complex. But I don't know, Joe, it's just, it, it's, as I'm uh, kind of reading that, um, you know, it, Sunday at noon to 2 p.m., that might conflict with church for some of our players. I think it would conflict. It should conflict with players. So they might want to think about in the future uh, getting a little bit more, uh, a better uh, better time and date. I guess Saturday is going to be such a busy day with the Apopka Fair in town, and we're going to be broadcasting live from there, 11 to 1 with uh, uh, Michelle. I don't know if Debbie's going to be there. Oh, that sounds like a great time, of course, and I know uh, Bill Spiegel Yes. Probably will be joining you. The Rotary um, Club. Uh, Chris, doing a Chris great DeClue job. hopefully will, will be there as well. You know, those guys do phenomenal work. Yeah, I can only imagine how much work it takes to, to put that whole Apopka Fair together. And that's one of the many community-oriented things that Apopka Rotary does to raise money. And, of course, you know, with the money that they raise, that the Apopka Rotary Club goes back to support worthy organizations. Within the community, the community, yeah. And we have the Foliage Festival coming up, too. Not too far away. Before we uh, go to break, and we'll do that in about two minutes, I want to talk a little bit about the previous game for Apopka baseball, and of course, and we'll give you talk about the first Cypress two Creek. briefly. The, we had the, the very the home opener was against Lyman, which we were fortunate to broadcast. Had a nice, solid victory versus the Lyman Greyhounds. Uh, well pitched game by Tyner. Tyner picked up the win in that one, and he was relieved by Nieves uh, over the Who last Who did an innings. outstanding job as well. Yeah, Nieves came in last, last night and closed out the game um, in relief. And, um, but also, and without giving up any runs. And then um, the following game last Friday night, we had another excellent victory, a 7-1 victory over Cypress Creek. And uh, we had one of the big... Uh, Aspects of that game was Caleb Stallings uh, had an outstanding game. He pitched five innings, and over his five e- course of his five innings, he gave up no hits, and he uh, struck out 13 batters. Yeah, he sure did. As a matter of fact, he was throwing heat the majority of that whole game. And that is, you know, one of the things, and we'll talk more about this with, with Coach William, excuse me, Coach McDaniel, when he joins us about this year's team is in the three games that we played thus far, one of the real bright spots is we've had excellent performances by our, our pitching staffs. You know, the, the, two, uh, the two wins over Lyman and Cypress Creek. And, of course, last night we went the first six innings with, with giving up only two runs to Edgewater. You know, and the coach even said before, you know, that's, that's what's going to win games. The guy on the mound. No, no exactly. And of course, that, as Coach McDaniel has shared with us, you know, and specifically when he joined us last week, he talked about building an outstanding pitching staff is one of the fundamental, most basic building blocks uh, to building an outstanding team and program. Yeah, because the whole goal is to strike the other team out so you can get up and bat and hit home runs. Of course, uh, Popka boys and girls lacrosse is in full swing now apopka flag football is is um getting headed into their season so there's just a lot of great things happening i also want to get you know based on the apopka chief apopka softball had a big victory over mount bird academy recently just a few of the things that have been happening recently and of course apopka boys lacrosse defeated evans 24 to nothing on tuesday march the 5th a lot of great things happening with Apopka Blue Darter Sports, and we're talk about trying to talk about many, as many of those as we can right here on 
Blue Darter Sports Central. It's time for our first break, and we'll take a little break. When we come back, we'll look forward to being joined soon by Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach of the Apopka Blue Darters. Please stay with us. We're listening to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin Williams live from the front porch at Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franken-Williams. Coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue, Porky's Apopka. 256 East Main Street, also known as Highway 441, right in the heart of town. I'm Roger Franklin-Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. A little bit later, we'll look forward to being joined by Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach for the Blue Darters. We're talking heavy dose of baseball today and other sports as well. Before we go back to talking about those things, I want to remind you that our program is sponsored by Florida Door Solutions. And let you know that, of course, all the programs you hear on 1520 WBCW are supported by Florida Door Solutions. And I want to let you know that if you have garage door problems, Florida Door Solutions has your solution. You can find them at FLADoor.com or just give them a call, 866-FLA-DOOR. That's 866-FLA-DOOR. And be sure to tell them Roger Franklin Williams sent you and, and that you're an Apopka Blue Darter. Now we are joined by Coach Mike McDaniel. And hello, Coach. Thank you for joining us. Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. It's good to see you last night. We, um, you know, it, it was a very interesting game. It was, you know, as, as we kind of communicate a little bit after the game, it, you know, it was a great game to watch just for anybody who loves baseball and a baseball fan. And particularly, personally, I love to see those uh, well-pitched games with, with, with good defense. So, anyway, it's um, – the game got down to, after seven innings. It was tied. Apopka two, Edgewater two. They were able to get three in the top of the eighth, and that ended up being being the difference. But I'd just like to first of all get your overall you know thoughts about the game. Oh, that was one heck of a high school baseball game. Maybe one of the best that you'll see. Uh, you know, in early season. Um, you know, we we got a great uh, a start uh, from our starting pitcher, uh, Jared Tyner, who. Um, you know, gave us every opportunity to win, and uh, we uh, made some some critical errors uh, late in the game. You know, after we go up two to one, uh, we let them kind of back in it. We made a couple mistakes, and uh, you know, it led to them scoring another run, which extended the game. And of course, you know, Tyner's on a pitch count, so we're not going to extend him too much more. Although he he went through uh, seven in about 75 pitches, so he was really efficient. And uh, you know, ended up having about I don't know ten strikeouts or something. I I haven't really looked at the numbers, but he had a you know he he pitched great, and uh, you know then uh, Weaver came in and he he's our back end of the game guy. He's you know typically our closer guy that finishes out the game and uh, you know got behind in, in some counts early and and they you know hit some some line drives and you know they hit a double uh, in that inning that kind of sparked it and you know just went downhill from there. But uh, you know we. Uh, you know, it stinks that somebody has to lose a game like that, and unfortunately, you know, they they threw a big you know punch at us. They threw a haymaker, and we just didn't really respond from it too well. So, um, you know, today's the day we get a chance to uh, redeem ourselves and and respond tonight. And we, why don't you tell us about we play uh, Timber Creek at home tonight, 7 p.m. And it's, can, what can you tell us about Timber Creek? You know, Timber Creek uh, has a, a story program as well, as you know. And, uh, you know, we try to, to put those teams on our schedule uh, to challenge ourselves uh, each and every game, uh, which we feel like that prepares us, you know, for playoff games down the stretch. And uh, Timber Creek was a state champion in 2017, and they were the runner-up in 2018. So uh, Coach Beeman's got them, you know, on the on the winning side over there. And, uh, you know, anytime you win a state championship, it's special. And, and, and you know, your program kind of goes to a, a different level when that happens. And, you know, they're certainly on that level level and uh, we're you know really respectful of what they do but uh, you know we're going to go out there and compete and we're going to try to challenge those guys and and you know get on the plus side of the scoreboard tonight now coach you know just reviewing the the, the brief season thus far the th- regular season games you know one of the things that jumps out is that we've been getting very very good good pitching and would you like to, to talk about that 
Yeah, you know, uh, our pitching coach, Steve Stoll, uh, has done a fantastic job of uh, developing our arms and uh, getting those guys prepared and, uh, you know, giving them a mindset and a mentality when they go on the mound, you know, to, to be aggressive and, um, you know, have that, uh, you know, approach is that uh, no hitter is, is better than, than than their stuff. And, um, you know, I think, it, you know, it's been proven. Uh, I believe, you know, in the games that we've played, we've um, – struck out about 35 guys and walked about six so uh you know when, when you're a coach you look at the strikeout to walk ratio and the, you know there's a whip you know number that's out there now that people try to look at but uh that's really good like we always want to be like on the plus side you know three four to one is outstanding and you know we're a little bit above that and um you know i think it's just the mindset that he creates and that you know he does a lot of uh, good things with those guys and their their side sessions and their bullpen sessions and their conditioning and um, you know, he has a, a long history of, of developing good pitchers, um, you know, throughout every level of baseball, and, and we're really fortunate to have him, and you can see the, the result of his work in our pitchers. We're speaking with Coach Mike McDaniel, head baseball coach for the Apopka Blue Darters. Now, you know, one thing on the other flip side, we haven't the bats really haven't woken up yet so far. Can you just uh, talk about your thoughts on, on the offensive side of, of, of the game? Well, I feel like we're always behind in counts, you know. We, we're not hitting early in counts like we normally do. Um, you know, we have some youth, you know. Obviously, you know, you guys see the lineup that's out there, and there's a lot of underclassmen uh, who haven't really experienced um, that kind of atmosphere that we were in last night and, and even nights before. Like, we've had great atmospheres at Jay Barnes Field, and um, they're, they're trying to get acclimated. Um, you know, offensively, you know, hitting is contagious, but so is so is bad hitting. And right now, uh, we're on the bad hitting side of the contagious. Um, you know, we're striking out way too many times, and you know, we've talked about our two-strike approach with our players. Um, you know, and things that need to, to change, and you know, mindsets, and you know, how we need to to, to go about our business. Um, you know, we uh, we struggled. Uh, typically uh, with breaking balls and you know if you're not a good breaking ball hitter you better hit a fastball and uh, unfortunately we, we swung and missed at some of those as well so you know we'll get it right we, we spend a lot of time and work and you know we're going to do some early work today prior to the game and uh, you know try to get ourselves ironed out offensively um, you know we feel like that anytime we can score you know four or five runs we should win every game with our pitching staff and you know last night we're you know, we scored two, um, you know, and, and it was enough, and we just made some mistakes that, uh, you know, that we couldn't out hit. And, and I tell, you know, our players and, and, you know, and our coaches that if we're going to make mistakes, we got to out hit them, and right now we're not doing that. Now, on, on the flip side of that, even though, you know, the bats have been a, a little sluggish, in terms of you know the broader concept of offense, we're still having quite a bit of success on offense, and that's because, at least from my perspective, the base running has been excellent, and uh, and the, your guys have been very uh, opportunistic, if you will. I mean, we've had numerous innings where we've scored runs, you know, multiple innings where we've scored runs, including last night, without getting a hit in, in an inning. And um, you know, I remember one game. I think it might have been the first one. Uh, we scored. I think we scored at least three men from third base w without hitting them in. <laughs> but they, they, three three men scored from third base without you know without being driven with a hit. So, c can you just address first of all your, your base running, what you teach the guys, um, you know, what your thoughts on 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 how the how the guys are running the bases thus far, and then in just that other aspect, the fact that we've actually been able to to score runs uh, w without uh, you know you know getting a lot of you know a, a lot of a lot of hitting this thus far. We uh, last year we we made a decision in our program to uh, spend the first 15 minutes of our practice every day doing base running because you know in high school baseball you know I think I said to you guys last week that you know it goes pitching defense base running and hitting and you know you got to be able to score runs when you're not hitting and we've done that um, you know we continue to uh, you know talk about you know being aggressive and you know reading balls in the dirt moving up on sack flies and um you know base ring is a, is a part of the game that's overlooked and um you want to you know i i feel like when you see teams play uh there's a couple of things that you look for um to see if they're well coached and base running is one of them and you want to see a team look really bad uh, watch them run bases badly uh it just makes the whole thing look uh look bad um 
so we you know we focus a lot on that we feel like you know that athletically uh we have some guys that can steal some bases and, and guys that can you know put some bunts down and put some pressure on people and and we've done that quite a bit early on and we're going to continue to get better at it and and you know it, it's like you know offense is 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 something that in, in high school baseball um you, you got to have it. You got to be able to score runs, and even when you don't hit, you got to be able to score runs. And we've done that. So hopefully, you know, we uh, get our bats on track and get some more base runners and open it up a little bit. You know, it's it's kind of like Coach D's whole, uh, you know, wing T offense. When it's going good, it's going good, and when it's going bad, it's going bad. And baseball is the same way. If you're hitting, it's going good, and if you ain't, it's going bad. But as we, as you said, I mean, with the base running and um, the heads up play, we're able still to to, to have some. Have some decent offensive production and and be two and one. Uh, you even so, and I, I think that's a tribute to you and your coaching. And I'd love to hear your uh, your comments about the base running, uh, certainly. And um, now, and you know, coach. One thing I noticed too is you have your guys. You've obviously doing a well job, I mean, good job of having your guys bunting, and you're not afraid to have them. You know bunt the ball. I even noticed that the number three hitter got down a, a, a very nice bunt in a, in a crucial situation last night. Just can you talk about that aspect of, of, of your approach to coaching? Yeah, you know, I believe that every situation, you know, requires guys to be prepared and be able to do a job. And, you know, with the way things are in baseball with the aluminum bats nowadays, and they've deadened them so much that there's not many home runs being hit anymore in high school baseball and so every guy in the lineup's got to be able to bunt and we spend an ample amount of time on it uh throughout our practices and and you know like you said if, if you're the three hitter you're the nine hitter you're the six hitter it doesn't matter uh if there's you know there, there's certain things in baseball that that require you to do it and if it's first and second with nobody out uh, we feel like that's kind of an automatic that you got to be able to do those things and and last night it happened to be that first and second nobody out with uh, the three hole guy up and he puts a punt down and moves the runners, and uh, you know that's just who we are. You know we're we're a bunch of line drive scrappy guys. We don't have the power that we did a year ago, and it's a completely different team. And last year we didn't have to play that as much because you know we had guys like Laura who you know was a first team All State guy who hit 407. We had Garrett Evans who hit 380. Uh, you know we had Alex Otero who hit 360, uh, and all of them hit home runs. Uh, you know double digit, not, not double digit home runs like you know uh, individually, but you know three from one guy, four from one guy, two from one guy. So we just don't have that, and so we have to play a little differently, and, and that's the way that we've had to coach them and. Uh, when you do that, a lot of times it opens up uh, opportunities for hitters to uh, get more fastballs, and, and that's what we're going to have to do more of. No, I was definitely impressed by the way you guys uh, handled the bat on, on bunting. Obviously, uh, you know, with with one exception, every guy, you know, just just were putting those bunts down flawlessly, and and you know, didn't look, you know, it shook up Edgewater too. That one inning, they they were struggling to, uh, they were really struggling to with their bunt defense. But, but anyway, we're we're up on our next break. Uh, We'll take a quick break, and then, uh, Coach, yeah, if you can stay with us a little bit longer, uh, we, we'd love to talk to you until about 11.40 or so, if that's okay, 11.45 yeah, or so. Sure. Okay, Ex excellent. We're um, going to take a quick break to hear from our sponsors on Blue Darter Sports Central, and, we're, and then we'll be right back with Coach Mike McDaniel. He's joining us on the phone. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Apopka. Please stay with us. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome back. It's great to be with you today on Blue Darter Sports Central. It's a great day in Apopka. I'm Roger Franklin Williams, joined by Joe Ferraro. We're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka at 256 East Main Street, also known as Highway 441. We're talking Blue Darter baseball. We have Coach Mike McDaniels joining us. Before we go back to Coach McDaniel, I want to remind you and let you know that our Blue Darter broadcast of the a Popka Blue Darter baseball game of the week are presented by Dr. Andre Baptiste and Baptiste Orthodontics. Baptiste Orthodontics looks forward to bracing the Blue Darters for success in 2019. Now let's go back to Coach McDaniel. And, you know, coaches, you 
you know, look forward to next week. I mean, of course, you want to focus on, obviously, the game tonight versus Timber Creek at home at Jay Barnes Field, 7 p.m., first pitch. But right around the corner, we've got Lake Brantley, and the reason I even want to, reason I want to talk about it, that's just a game that, that all a popular Blue Darter alumni really gets our, our blood uh, going. And I know for a fact playing a pop against Lake Brantley's blood going. In fact, I was um, honored to actually be invited to their inaugural um, Hall of Fame dinner and banquet where they inducted their their um, uh, you know their their inaugural Hall of Fame uh, Lake Brantley Athletic Hall of Fame class. They just started that last uh, last fall in 2018, and of course one of the uh, the original inductees was Jason Veritek. But anyway, the reason I even mention it is because a, a, a Popka a Blue Daughter baseball and games against a Popka Blue Daughter baseball were prominently mentioned here at Lake Brantley's uh, festivities honoring their their uh, inaugural class of their Athletic Hall of Fame. In fact, one of the um, classes that was inducted, they inducted the whole 1990 team um, because they, they were state champions. That was their first state championship, and they actually uh, claimed to be a um, na you know, national champion, a mythical national champion as well. But anyway, uh, it just the, the whole reason I even bring that up, it, it just shows that the passion and the intensity on both sides of, of that particular rivalry. And just wanted to get, get a few of your thoughts as well. <laughs> yeah, well, they talk about us and we talk about them. Um, you know, it's a it's a story rivalry uh, with a lot of success, with a lot of uh, you know guys who uh, have went on to play uh, professional baseball and some some household names that you may know, uh, like the Veritex and the Grinkies. Um, and then so, Rod Rodney Brewer, of course, on on, on our Rodney end of it. Brewer, yeah, and. You know, there's no love lost between the two either. I can tell you that. <laughs> no, um, no, I, I left that part out. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we weren't all, uh, you know, I didn't say that they mentioned this in glowing terms, but but I could definitely tell we, we're, they, we're, we're, on, we're on their mind. But they mentioned we're in their us. Head. We're in their head. <laughs> they did yeah, mention well, us. That's, that's what we want to be. We want to be, uh, you know, I, I can guarantee you that, you know, yes, uh, tonight we, we do need to focus on that. You know, and, and for us, it's last game, next game, and you know, last night's game's over with. Next game's today. Uh, we'll we'll do the you know play tonight and, and play well, and and then we'll turn the page to you know focusing on uh, on the the Patriots on Tuesday and Thursday next week. So uh, you know, we we prepare as as well as any uh, staff that that you've seen. Like we'll have our, all of our scouting reports, and and you know we'll go over those as a staff and uh, with our team. And get them as prepared as possible, and then you know the emotional side comes in. Um, you know, are you going to be able to handle the atmosphere? Are you going to be able to handle uh, the pressure? Uh, you know, the games are, are usually close, and you know we expect nothing different. We're going to be in a battle, and our kids are going to be ready. And you know, we can't really focus on on the outcome, uh, but we got to, to focus on the process to try to get the right outcome, and and, and that's going to be our steps moving forward. We're speaking with Coach Mike McDaniel, Blue Darter baseball coach. Of course, Apopka plays Timber Creek at home tonight. Jay Barnes Field, we will not be broadcasting this game tonight, but we will the game next Tuesday versus Lake Brantley at Jay Barnes Field. Keep in mind that first pitch will be at 7.30, not 7 after uh, Daylight Savings Time comes along this weekend. Now, Coach, I'd like to shift gears a little bit, you know, because as you know and as – yeah, it was, it's, it's just an integral part of a Popka baseball, and this probably goes back literally close to 100 years, if not more than 100 years, are the fact that, you know, our youth baseball program and kids grow up playing baseball at an early age here. Uh, their parents and their grandparents and even their great-grandparents love baseball. And um, it, there's a strong baseball culture. Kids, as I said, start grow up, start playing it early, and, mi and many, if not most, if not all of those, you know, is, aspire to, to be play for the Blue Darters someday. Um, now, one thing that's happened, and it's it continually, even back since the days that I was playing, which I guess was a long time ago now, <laughs> but um, you know, the 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 quality the quality is ratcheted up. You know, uh, the, the intensity is ratcheted up. You know, n just because you want to play for the Blue Darters and you dream about it doesn't mean you're necessarily going to be because it becomes a numbers game. Um, but what, what I'm getting to is if what are some things that you would you would teach both dads um, and moms and, and youngsters, you know, that aspire to play for the Blue Darters someday and then, and, uh, and then you know, even college after that? You know, when they're 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, what, what do they need to be doing and, and what should their mindset be? 
Well, we want every kid that lives in our community uh, to grow up wanting to be a blue darter and put that, you know, a popka across his chest and, you know, because it represents a great deal of pride and it represents a great deal of um, successful history in baseball. And it also uh, represents a great community in which we live. And so we want our kids and, and future kids to, to always uphold that. And, uh, you know, my suggestion to, you know, parents, you know, mothers and fathers is, you know, the, the skill set for kids are, is so important. And um, sometimes, you know, with, with the way baseball is now, everybody gets caught up in playing games and, you know, travel baseball is taking over the world. And they'll go play 50, you know, games in the summer and, you know, they'll play a game at 1 o'clock and if they lose, it doesn't really matter. Then they turn around and play another game at 4 o'clock and if they, you know, they win, it's great. If they lose, it doesn't really matter. And it's so much different in high school baseball because every game matters. And the skill sets that they they need to possess uh, need to be able to translate into the type of baseball that we play. And... You know, I don't want to, you know, knock travel baseball because I, I do some of it myself with, with a great organization that's produced many, you know, big leaguers. And, um, but it, it's a different type of game. Kids don't have to, to, you know, know a first and third player. They don't have to run a bunt player. They don't have to bunt. You know, they play with wooden bats. And, you know, so there's a lot of a lot of difference. But the skill set, it, it remains the same no matter where you're at, you know. And, and you know, you got to have good hands and, and good feet if you're an infielder and, and, and arm strength. And outfielders have to have range and be able to, you know, be an athlete. Hitters have to be able to compete, you know, and challenge the strike zone in every at-bat. And, and those are things that never change. And, you know, there's a lot more opportunities out there now than, than when you were growing up or even I was growing up. It was much different. And so, you know, I think that there's a lot of information out there uh, that can help people. But there's also a lot of bad information uh, that, you know, you, you don't want to practice, uh, you know, your skills that aren't good enough and continue to practice them to make them worse. You, you know, it's quality versus quantity. And, you know, you want to get the right repetitions that build the right muscle memory that, you know, allows you to be a successful player. And, you know, sometimes the best players don't always have the, the greatest abilities, but they have a tremendous skill set that makes up for it. And, and I, I suggest that, you know, just work on skills, work on arm strength, work on, you know, hands and feet, work on hand-eye coordination, and those types of things will, will get you where you need to be. That's great advice. You know, and baseball is one of those games, let's say maybe maybe throwing and, and fielding, maybe more than hitting. Some people might argue that, but um, hitting as well. But baseball is one of those games, I mean, if you just practice and you just work, as you said, on your skills, I mean, I, I, th I think almost everybody could be a functional in, you know, uh, infielder or outfielder if, if, they just, if they just worked at it, you know, worked hard at it, you know, worked at the fundamentals. But that's a great, great advice. Um, well, Coach, I, um, one, one more thing. We're down to about our last two minutes, and I know you've got to get some lunch there. Appreciate you taking so much time during your lunch hour. And we look forward to having no you back up here. Porky's with us sometimes you know, very soon. Uh, is you know, the, the, the impressed uh, overall with as, as you can kind of tell with the overall fundamental soundness, if you will, the way your guys execute the ex execute the fundamentals across the board, pitching, defense, uh, offense at the plate. Um, you guys have good eye. You got guys seem to, you know taking a lot of pitches. You know, eating up a lot of pitches from pitchers. Um, but also, I really one thing that really warmed my heart, which is what I would have expected, but still, you don't always see it, was the ball that uh, they hit over the center fielder's head last night with with runners on on uh, with a runner on first base. Uh, oftentimes, that most times that runner probably would have scored. Um, but you know, our center fielder got to the ball quickly. The, the guys executed the the cutoff. Um, you know, play perfectly and we were able to keep uh keep a guy um from scoring that was on first base with a ball that that, that bounced off you know, the fence so can you just address that uh, briefly yeah we we, we uh, did some some work with our outfielders this week you know and, and, and to me throwing the ball the cutoff man is the easiest thing in the game uh, but it often gets overlooked and you know players you know they, they have a tendency to want to show off their arms and you know, show everybody that they can throw the ball, you know, hard and far. But uh, in reality, uh, that doesn't really always work. You know, if you look at, at guys who have outfield assists in the major leagues throughout the course of the season, you know, if a guy has 15 assists, that's a, that's a tremendous number and probably leads the league. So, um, you know, we try to make sure that we hit our cutoff men. And, and I think it's a discipline thing, too. 
Um, you know, some guys don't have that that discipline. Um, you know, in, in other uh, areas of the game, and they they really have to do it, and, and that's something that we demand every day. And, and again, I, I believe that's something that you look at to see if those kids are actually you know, coach or if they just kind of roam, roam free. And, you know, we certainly, you know, coach our kids as hard as anybody that, that you know. And uh, yeah, that's a, a big no-no for us is to throw it over the cutoff man's head. That, that'll get us fired up a little bit as coaches. You know what? And that's one of those those basic things, fundamental basic things that, that either leads to winning or losing that's got absolutely nothing to do with talent. I mean, that's that's coaching. And uh, anyway, uh, I'm really – Coach, I've really been enjoying watching the team this year. Look forward to continuing to do so. And, you know, uh, you know thank you for joining us today. And I you know, appreciate the job that you're doing with Blue Darter Baseball. Well, thank you for having me. And, and we hope that uh, you continue to enjoy watching us play, uh, you know, by us doing it the right way. And that's what we're going to continue to preach. And, and it's what we're going to continue to do. So, you know, we, we love the fact that you guys put the games on the radio. And you guys have done a, a great job. You know, I've, I've had people reach out to me and say that you and Joe sound fantastic calling a baseball game. I, although I don't hear it, I'm in the dugout so um you know i think there's a lot of excitement in the community uh coming from that you know as the radio and also you know you see that there was a lot of people in the crowd last night so it's a great atmosphere and we want to keep that up and but you know we got to play right for that to keep you know continue thank you very much best wishes thanks roger see you guys Coach Mike McDaniel, of course, the Blue Darters played tonight at Jay Barnes Field. First pitch, 7 p.m. We will not be broadcasting tonight, uh, but we will be broadcasting next Tuesday. So get out there tonight and, and see the game in person. We'll take a quick break, and we'll come back for our final segment on Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Now, here's Roger. Welcome to Blue Darter Sports Central with Roger Franklin-Williams. It's great to be with you today. I'm with Joe Ferraro, of course, and we're coming to you live from the front porch at Porky's Barbecue in the heart of downtown Apopka. There are a lot of other great uh, hardworking people getting, re- getting lined up to get their weekend started off just right here at Porky's with lunch at Porky's on Friday. In fact, I see one coming right now, a Blue Darter Terrell Hendricks, former Blue Darter football player. It's always great to see Terrell. He has posted a lot of great history on Facebook, too. He real, has a real passion for the, the history and culture of a pop gift. You know, and that's good when you have a number of people with that, that exact mindset because then it's going to teach the younger generations. Here's your history. Let, let's certainly hope so. Learning. And, um, there's a test later. Because uh, Terrell goes back to the Coach Wilson Waits days era of Apopka Blue Daughter football. Let's go. Um, you know, Joe, let's talk a little bit more about. Well, well first of all, bef- I want to talk about more about the fair because you know, speak in the history and tradition and as well as the great things that happen today in Apopka. Yeah, Blue Daughters, uh, excuse me, uh, WBZW in general, that's a mission behind our, our station is to really highlight all the great things that, that take place in Apopka. And there are so many great things and things that are unique to our, our town and our region. Um, but also, I, I do want to talk a little bit more about the progress of Apopka Memorial Middle School basketball and let you know that um, they defeated Gotha Middle School on Wednesday, March the 6th, 39 to 35 in a playoff semifinal and which will qualify Apopka Memorial Middle School for the Orange County Championship. And that'll be against Okoy Middle School. And that'll take place Wednesday, March 13th at 5.30 p.m. at West Orange High School. And, of course, um, Mark Washington is uh, one of the coaches, certainly for the Apopka Memorial Middle School team. And he um, was actually the coach over at Wolf Lake Middle School last year. And we had did that very memorable program right here at Porky's with Coach Washington and members of his team, and we are uh, eagerly anticipating the championship game this coming Wednesday, March 13th, 5.30 p.m. at West Orange High School. Yeah, you might want to make sure you uh, snag some tickets to that because that will be an exciting game. Now, I noticed that um, <laughs> Apopka Memorial Middle School is now known as the Seahawks, which I need to talk to John Perry and find out, talk about history and tradition, what happened there, because back in my day, we were the Blue Devils. So 
you know, it's kind of always kind of I guess it causes me to, a question mark whenever I see the, you know, a Popka Memorial Middle School call, you know, named the Seahawks. But anyway, that's something we'll we'll need to check <laughs> out. And, for, and I and I realize it was, I mean, that happened many many years ago. But I still uh, I've always been curious as to about about you know why that was that was changed. So. Obviously, a committee got together and didn't like the the name Devil, so they get rid of it. In fact, I was it's a particularly interest of interest to me because I was actually the one that selected uh, or, or nominated the name Blue Devils oh, really? back in the first year of Apopka Junior High back in the day. Um, but anyway, now, but let's talk about some other fun things that are going to be taking place. First of all, I want to remind all of our listeners that especially if you have a, a love and a passion for Apopka or you just want to know what's taking place around the community to tune into our hometown with Debbie O'Brien today from 3, 5, 3 to 5 p.m. and every Monday through Friday from 3 to 5 p.m. You know, Debbie has a great show. Um, it's almost impossible for me to even talk about what a great show it is because she does so many. Uh, Talking about somebody who really covers what's happening in Apopka, that's Debbie O'Brien. She's taking that program to a totally new level. And it's amazing. I wonder how she meets all these people or how she finds all these people. But if, if, if somebody is doing something significant, you can pretty much be assured you're going to hear them on the w, Our Hometown with Debbie O'Brien program. Well, that's a fact. And we're going to be uh, out at the fair tomorrow. I keep I have to remember today's Friday, tomorrow's Saturday. The way the days blur together, it's kind of tough. And I know everybody can understand that. Kitland Nelson Park once again uh, put to get put on by a Popka Rotary and you know again that's another organization we just can't say enough about or the it's a Popka Rotary Club uh, really the the foundational service club community oriented service club in a Popka and, and that's saying a lot because I would say as I've said before Per capita, Popka's probably got more service organizations, you know, people banding together to, to serve their community, serve their fellow man in, in our community, than probably any town or city in America our size. Well, it starts at home. And, uh, of course, Popka Rotary was the original service club in Apopka, and they continue to have a do great work. And just one of the many things they do are putting on the Apopka Fair going on now through March 10th. So you definitely want to make make it a point to bring the family out to that because that's going to be great. I'm looking forward to some kettle corn. And, of course, you know, um, Joe will be broadcasting from there tomorrow from 11 a.m. To, to 1 p.m., right? That's correct. Along with Michelle. Michelle's going to be there. Uh, I, a rumor that Dave Dorico might be there as well, our news guy. Hopefully he'll show up. Glad to get the word out about that. So, uh, absolutely. And, you know, he's does a great great job at the station in I, saw his name on a, I saw his name on a, in an email so I was, okay, okay. I'm going to well, assume hey he might show up now you've good start, start a little buzz so now we, we'll, we'll, we'll eagerly anticipate whether he's going to be there or not <laughs> but like I said I'm looking forward to the kettle corn and I know they're going to have some there now also I want to let you know about uh, once again uh, Apopka baseball tonight at Jay Barnes Field they play Timber Creek as you heard from Coach McDaniel Timber Creek, one of the elite programs here in Central Florida, and that's saying a lot because high school baseball in Central Florida is, is really outstanding. Some, literally some of the best high school baseball in the country. But Timber Creek uh, won a state championship in seven, 17 and played in the state championship game last year. Well, they're going to be here in Apopka tonight at Jay Barnes Field. First pitch, 7 p.m. We will not be broadcasting the game tonight. But right around the corner Tuesday night, Lake Brantley comes over here, and we will broadcast that game. And that first pitch will be 7.30 p.m. That's going to be a great ball game. You know, you were talking about other things going on in and around Apopka. You know, I had the honor, well, we had the honor of being invited to the mayor's office yesterday. And while I was waiting, they have beautiful photos of wildlife from around Lake Apopka. If you, you need to go over to City Hall, just walk in. You can see these pictures. They're very, very beautiful. Yeah, and they all reflect something that's uh, you know has something to do that's indigenous to the Apopka community. Exactly, the, our agricultural heritage, which which you know even though things are changing, I, I don't think we ever want to give up um, and and stop having our agri agriculture be a, a big part of, of our Apopka community. And, and the wildlife, I mean, absolutely, Apopka is beautiful and it's teeming not with just wildlife but 
great recreational activities to do in and around the community. And, and that's, I think that's one of the great hidden secrets, and that's something that we uh, try to get the word out on the Main Street Apopka Shh. program. We don't want too many people to know. With Pete Paquette <laughs> uh, from, you know, uh, it comes on every Tuesday and Thursday from 11 a.m. to 12 noon. It's just, you know, it, it's, you know, those of us who grew up here or who have lived here a long time kind of take it for granted. We just think everybody knows about right the North Shore at Lake Apopka or the great birding and recreational opportunities there. We think Fishing. everybody knows about Rock, Rock Springs or right. Wekiva Springs or Wekiva um, uh, Island. Great hiking trails. And and actually, actually I think most people do, do not know about, about all those things. And I guarantee you they don't. And they're literally part of our greater Apopka community and very much off the beaten path and which is really a good thing. In fact, you can go to any of those places, uh, Lake Apopka, the North, especially the North Shore mm-hmm. of Lake Apopka, Rock Springs Ridge, Rock Springs River, King's Landing, Wekiva Island, Wekiva Springs, Wekiva River. And, and you would think that you are, are literally hundreds, if not thousands of miles from, from civilization. So, which anyway just makes a, a wonderful recreational opportunity. Well, friends, it's going to do it for our show today. I want to thank you for joining us. I uh, encourage you to get out to Jay Barnes Field tonight to see a Popka play Timber Creek. And, um, of course, uh, we'll be here at Porky's. I encourage you to get up and get your weekend started off just right here with lunch at Porky's Bar- Barbecue today. Well, Joe, it was great talking with Mac, Coach McDaniel. and a, Another great show. Well, friends, thank you for joining us. Hope you have a great week and weekend. It's Blue Darter Sports Central on 1520 WBZW, your hometown station. Hi, I'm Dr. Patrick St. Germain, D.C., creator of the original BurnFatOrlando.com. Don't just lose weight, Central Florida. Burn fat. Listen to what our patients have to say. I've tried them all. I've tried the liquid diets. I've tried the prepared food diets. They just don't hold a candle to what I'm doing here. I'm eating decent food, and I'm not hungry, and I'm losing weight on a regular basis. You just cannot beat that kind of a deal. I lost 36 pounds in the first 40 days. Then in the next couple weeks after that, another uh, 7 pounds for a total of 43 pounds. Coming up on a year and a half, I still got the weight off. I got up to a size 38, 40 pants. I'm still wearing size 34 pants. So, yeah, it's great. My program worked for these patients, and it will work for you, too. We now have five convenient locations throughout Central Florida. Call me at 855-889-THIN. That's 855-889-THIN. Or at BurnFatOrlando.com. And remember, we want to see less of you. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.